Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Cohen, and uh, we're back. We're excited to be here. What's going on with you guys? How's life? I, I want to clarify. Did you say on on the nights when you drink, you go crazy and fart? I have no clue. What fight? What fight. are you referring fight. Oh. to? No, I said fart. Oh, you said fart. Fart. Okay. Fart's much funnier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I don't. Fa- I'm not a. <laughs> I'm not a fighting type person. More of a fart farting kind I'm of guy. I'm a huge farting kind of guy, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Me too. I'm definitely. It's not. It's not. Are you a lover or a fighter? Are you? A, are you a fighter or a farter? You're. A, yeah. You're a lover. You're a lover and a and a farter. Yeah, it could be a lover and a farter. I know when I get into danger, instead of fight or flight, I have fight or fart reflex. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's not great, but whatever. Um, as usual, guys, please follow. This is the this is the best intro we've ever done. By the way, I'm, it's up there. All right, uh, as usual, guys, please follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow us on Inst- or on, uh, on uh, Twitter at BBU Pavos the Z. And we have a lovely sponsor this week, and it's Butcher Box. And uh, Butcher Box, if you guys aren't familiar, it's a service that ships fresh and sustainable meat and wild seafood directly to your door. Um, you can either choose from one of their curated offerings or customize your own package. It has a huge variety of cuts of meat and different wild seafood to choose from. Um, what I personally love the most about it is that, um, you know, they source all their meat from cruelty-free farms. Uh, a lot of sustainable things do good stuff for the environment, which uh, I think if you're a meat eater is important to do. Um, so tell me about what ButcherBox sent to you guys. Um, well, uh Steph, my wife, the other night uh, made the salmon that we got, and it ruled. It was real mm-hmm. good. Um, uh, we haven't uh, dug into the chicken yet, but that's coming this week, actually. Uh, we did give the full chicken to Steph's mom, and she is basically cooking it up and, like, making chicken salad out of it and, like, having other meals for the week. And it's, uh, it's definitely been appreciated so far, and the quality is super high. Yeah, I'd I'd, uh, I'd say the same. It's it's awesome to have this box delivered to your front door, and you know everything is really delicious and and fresh and <clears throat> and gonna gonna treat your body right and your gut biome. I'm very in tune with my gut biome. I suggest mm-hmm. you guys get in tune with that. Um, but it was great for football. To be honest, we uh, my my wife made a seven, like a like a nacho dip with some ground beef. We got I got the beef box. We also got a bonus buff uh, chicken wings in that beef box. So we made chicken wings. Um, and tonight we actually had some, some steak tips, which were excellent. We did a little like a Asian steak type flavoring and threw it on some rice and some sriracha and some veg and you're rocking and yeah. rolling. Um, highly, highly recommend. Awesome. There's like all sorts of different plans you can get that fit your needs, um, fit your, your, your budget. Um, <clears throat> and it just, makes life a lot easier and you never want to get that rubber chicken from the supermarket. That's like my greatest fear in shopping is the rubber chicken that lurks in a shop, right? Shelves, you know, Oof. this is good stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's all really quality. And uh, guys, right now, if you sign up between now and January 31st, you can choose uh, an add on Dan mentioned that we all received chicken wings as our add on. So for free, you can either get two pounds of wild caught Alaskan sockeye salmon Two pounds of uh, grass-fed ground beef or three pounds of free-range organic chicken, and that's free in every single order you make for an entire year. So that's huge savings right there. Um, I know especially uh, the 
you know, the way things are now with, with the prices of stuff, it's, it's always great to, you know, get something for free and get the bang for your buck that, you, you know, you deserve um, rather than spending it on, you know, an inferior product at the supermarket. You get something really good for, uh, you know, equal or less of the price. So, guys, check out ButcherBox.com. Um, we'll have a link in our Twitter um, post as well as in the YouTube comments or YouTube description below. You can click that and head right on to ButcherBox and sign up for your free add-on for a year a whole year. All right, cool. Um, we can hop into some giants. I mean, you know, I think the most obviously important thing to talk about right now is, is the coaching carousel. Um, since we last spoke, we have officially hired uh, Carmen Brasillo as our offensive line coach and Joel Thomas as our running backs coach and Aaron Wellman as our player performance coach. By the way, Aaron Wellman is a really great uh, yeah. name for the guy who's trying to keep your players healthy. Big into yeah. that. You would think. That's a good start right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah, and that's why I want to draft uh, Michael Penix in the first round. Because I just <laughs> go straight up off people's names, you know? Do you, do you think anyone actually calls so, him Michael Penix? Well, how are you supposed to say it? It's Penix, I think. Ah, Michael Penix. Uh, what the, <laughs> see, I thought you were joking. You were actually serious when you called him that. Yep. Nope. <laughs> yeah. He can hang out with 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 uh, Kavan Thibodeau all day, and uh, they can have a good time together. <laughs> and Joe Schoen, yeah, Schoen, yeah. Tom Coughlin, uh, Brian DeBall, yeah, Brian DeBall, <laughs> DeBall. <laughs> um, any any comments on uh, on the coaches we've hired so far, guys? Uh, not a ton. Um, candidly, I did not like look up you know, the coaching philosophy on, on all of them, uh, I guess the most is, uh, Carmine Brasillo. Is that what it is? I, I, forgot Brasillo, I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, people seem to just point to his numbers of like the offensive lines he's coached as, uh, generally above average and showing developmental improvement improvement. I saw one article that said he's sort of a tough coach to get along with and some guys don't like him. Um, but that seems anecdotal, and you know, I don't think I don't think we're gonna know till we see how this offensive line performs. Um, can't be can't be worse, I don't think. But we've said that before. Um, don't have a ton on, on the other guys. Uh, still, you know, it's gonna it's gonna take a while to really see how the the group shapes up because we, we can't really hire a D coordinator most likely until um, the playoffs are over. I'm sure there's there's those guys on the, on the Ravens that we're looking to snipe um, as well and, and speak to some more. Um, so there's going to be a lot more interesting coaching uh, selections made, I think in the coming weeks, but I feel, feel, feel like we didn't screw it up yet. No, I, I did see that. Um, I was kind of interesting. Um, we interviewed Larry Izzo on Saturday. If you recall him, yes, as, Michigan uh, State. typical Patriots special teamer, all star, yeah. Oh, oh no, that was the basketball coach. I didn't realize he was forty nine. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, no, no. It was the, it was like um, <laughs> uh, it, it's always the the no, one random about, yeah. guy that the Patriots. Yes, it, it's yeah. it's the same guy. That He's essentially had a nobody that got elevated of, uh, because he played you know, special teams for the Patriots. He's not really good at anything else. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. So. I, I don't know. Whatever. I, I I feel like after 
a majority of the performance of McGahee the last couple of years, anything is better than that. So that's cool. Um, I is um, Chase Blackburn. Colin, you're kind of breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Around out there by any chance? The, the question was Chase Blackburn floating around out there. Um, no, I, I haven't thought of Chase Blackburn in, in many years until last time I probably was engaged in conversation yeah. with you, Colin. Um, you are on Blackburn watch as far as I know. <laughs> um, I think the other, what was the last, the last thing to come out is that we're trying to interview the, the bills linebacker coach. They, uh, um, yeah, they, they, coordinator. Did, they did, um, Bobby, Bobby Babich. Great name. I can get behind that name as well. Bobby bad bitch. <laughs> Um, again, didn't dig into that. What I read on tweets was that, um, he seems like a well-liked guy and, 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 um, is in contention for replacing, um, uh, the current vacancy in Buffalo. So he must be somewhat good. Um, you know, and he he obviously has familiarity with coach Brian Dable. Um, so yeah, I don't know. uh, Is there anyone like, Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, he was with the Bills since 2017, so I could see, you know, they went out of house with Wink. It didn't work out, so I could see yeah. them, you know, going back to yeah, sort of just getting guys they know and know they can get along with. So I think that's a possibility. Um, in terms of uh, some of the other guys that I've seen, I mean, there's a couple from the Ravens. They, they were yeah. looking at their uh, DB coach, Denard Wilson. I know, Dan, you mentioned uh, about yeah. The Ravens, a couple of guys, Shane Bowen, Derek uh, Ainsley. I mean, the only person to go back to what Colin said about Chase Blackburn, the only person, ex John, I've heard anything about was Antonio Pierce, who, you know, we threw out there for DC. He's been hired as the head coach of the Raiders, and I couldn't be more proud and happy for our boy AP. Yeah, very um, cool. Yeah. yeah I, I think mean, you see um, Tom Coughlin had some comments on AP yes. getting the job. That was cool I, to yes. say. I saw that as well. I, I'm, I will actively root for that team. Uh, for the AFC going forward, I think. Um, why not? Uh, you know what, Colin? I just saw this, and I think you'd be very interested. Uh, new Era has these new, uh, I think they're hats, like the shape of the hat is called a golfer. Um, and they have, in, the, in sort of the, the retro logos, though, the Raiders logo is similar. That's how it used to be. It's just a black and the shape of it, Raiders hat. I think um, you would like to wear it. I suggest you look it up. It's possible. I, I, I think uh, I'd have to tell uh, you know our, our, our boy, our boy Rank, uh, our buddy from college, because he's yeah. the Raider fan, the only one that I know. I mean, he's he's got that's all true. the cool it's Raiders. Big news. Hats. Yeah, that's it. I've yeah, been pumping he's... pumping AP up to him all year. All the other Raiders fans I know are dead or in jail. <laughs> yeah, easy. Uh, easy. Uh, uh, Doctor Dre's alive. <laughs> Doctor Dre's still kicking. Yeah, Dr. Dre. Thank, thank Ice God, Cube. Dr. Dre. He's still fine. He's doing uh, it. Yeah, I except did... that I don't know if you heard that like Mount Eastmore or Westmore, was it that uh, album? Snoop Dogg, E40, Too Short and Ice Cube. And boy, oh. it was bad. Really? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Too short. Too that. short was was like outclassing um Ice Cube. And you know if Too Short is is the best rapper on the track, it's not going to be a good track or a good. So album. so you, you, it sounds like they just kind of like, oh, we got all these names together. Let's not try it all. 
Yeah, I don't know. An E40 is just like the worst. I, like used so to. I sort of love E40. I know, yeah. but he's so out of touch. Like you, he can't be on a rap, modern rap song. It just doesn't work. Okay. And he's just okay. getting hyphy. You know, mm-hmm. goes right in the whip. Um, like, did once uh, when I was dropped off? Did you guys talk about the uh, Bobby Babich? Uh, we mentioned we did bring briefly. up we Bobby did. Bad Bitch. Yes, we brought him up. <laughs> um, you know, we hit, you know we basically just said you know that we thought that going out of out of Dable's coaching circle to get Wink and it didn't work out. That we thought that that would probably be high up on the list of people to uh, bring in just for that one reason yeah. and the content or the uh, familiarity with him. Yeah. And with and with Shane for that matter, um, but yeah, I didn't. I, I, I want to go back to to Carmen Brasillo just for a second because I think mm. you know the Giants have had what I'm five offensive line coaches over the past eight years, so they've had a lot of turnover of that position and hasn't been successful. And then they went out and hired a guy almost straight away, the first guy they interviewed, um, and a guy that apparently was not very well liked by his players, but did get a lot out of you know some draft picks and some guys that were rel touted or not, you know, people who are poor higher level players, um, but still managed to get them perform. I don't know my feeling on this or why they would just jump directly to hire this guy, like right away. Is, do you have any inf- like information? Is there any like, like strings attached, like, or any connection between our front office and, and this guy? Uh, I bet that conversations happened weeks upon months ago and they couldn't do anything about it until the tampering whatever mm. was able to be had uh not tampering you're just talking to him because the team's not in the playoffs anymore so mm-hmm. it, it's very possible that they just had conversations and they were just like let's wait till the end of the season our offensive line coach blows goats and we like what you do so you think that they played the raiders table looked across the sideline saw this guy and he's like you know, I like the cut of your jib. Yeah. Well, there was a, what did I see? There was some sort of um, a clip that I saw in the last couple of weeks. Well, I guess after he got hired um, where he just goes up to uh, sexy Dexy at the end of the game. And it's just like super congratulatory and like very yeah, respectful. It. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, there must've been some other conversations going on between, you know, not just the two of them. So I who knows? I mean, I, it yeah. was so quick that it makes you think that they they had to have known him and had to have talked to them before. Because, like, how does it get like, oh, you're good. One interview. You're I mean, I mean, my read on it was that we were saying you can't really hire anybody on the defensive side and the importance of this position to get figured out and understood for the scouts and starting to build like the big board and, and the draft and figure out what they're going to do there. Like they need to know what they got and get that guy in as soon as possible. Mm. Um, so just like logistically, it, there's like, seems like a good case for it to be happen fast, but as to like relationships and what they know of the dude, I, I have no idea. Do you think yeah. him and Dable were, were created in the same cloning facility? Oh yeah. They checked that box. He checks that yeah. box. I think that's um, necessary. It, it, imagine that Dable, like his, one of his requirements is, is like, I'm sorry, I have to hire all of my coaches to, to look like me. It's, <laughs> it's so, I can't get sniped on the sideline or something. I got tons yeah, of extras yeah. and, and, and stand-ins all over the place. I think it's for part sure. of the strategy. Oh, He's no, like it's Putin. the strategy. He's got for... body doubles. Yeah, because if Mara wants to can him, he's not going to know which guy to can. 
So (laughs) (laughs) So he he fires the offensive line coach. Dable shows up the next day in a Raiders hat. He's like, I'm ready to get to work. (laughs) Miss me, bitch. (laughs) Yep. Um, I know we talked Larry Izzo. I'm down with that. He he was a coach for the Giants before. I'm I'm cool. Um, the 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 Seahawks have had quite good special teams, rated six three and two in the last three years. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, it couldn't be any worse, right? Yeah. Well, it's not the only guy that they interviewed. Um, Michael Gorbral, Gorbral from New York Gorbachev. Jets. <laughs> Put up a wall. So we could run the ball back. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Tear, tear up this wall. Oh, oh, you know what I do want to talk about is Mike Kafka being interviewed for the Seahawks head coaching job. And don't get why. That. I don't get why. That. I'm confused I, I, by that. What have the Giants really done offensively? Well, you know what? This this plays into kind of like what we were just talking about. There's so many things that we don't know about behind the scenes. What if somehow someone in the Seahawks organization knows the the discord or possible discord between Kafka and Dable. And maybe at some point someone over there like kind of knows the ideas that Kafka has. Maybe he interviewed a couple of times with them or with someone else. I mean, everybody is so incestuous. They talk to each other. I don't know. Maybe it's just kind of putting a feeler out there kind of thing. Uh I don't know. This year, yeah, on the, on the surface, it looks like why the hell would he be a head coach of anything? He didn't really do anything, and he had his play calling taken away from him. So, yeah, it's, it's supposedly. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the Giants seem like they want to keep him. So, I, I, you know, I'm just saying, if you're another team on the outside looking into this offense, you're like, that's the offense that I want their coordinator. Yeah, to, to <laughs> coach my team, the 31st. Ranked offense, 32nd ranked offense the year before. That's the one. They see that, that, that separation they create in the uh, route combinations, and they, and they think, well, maybe DK could get the ball in that space or Jackson Smith and Jigba and get some, uh, some yak with our, with our guys. But head coach is, is a stretch for sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, DK Metcalf, uh, every 10 yards he gets, he punches some guy in the face, gets knocked back 15 <laughs> yards. So he's not really that productive. <laughs> he's an angry man. Yeah. Have some composure, DK. Ah, uh, blah blah blah. What else, guys? I mean, do you want to do you want to mention? I know we talked a little bit about um, Dable, you know, having a bit of a bad reputation towards the end of the season. I know you've probably read a bit more about that since uh, the last time we talked to you. What, what do you what do you really believe is the case? Do you really think Dable is a you know tyrant, screaming and yelling at people, blaming the defense when the offense isn't putting up any points? I think it's it's probably a little of both. I think it's being blown up because there's a lot of outgoing coaches that seemingly hate his guts. So I I don't know. I'm sure they're they're right in some ways, but not fully. I mean, you have to be a, a controller of your team. You are the head guy. You have to be able to to get grown men to follow you. And sometimes a little fire and brimstone is going to do that. If it doesn't, I mean, you can't just be pete carroll all the time you know this is gen z yeah. though you're, you're trying to deal with gen z now yeah i don't know i think it's somewhere in the middle right uh i'm sure you know you see what you see on the sidelines of him being super fiery and i to me it makes sense that he might say some wild stuff you know behind the scenes or, or be aggressive or um you know that that part of his personality seems like it would carry over but um 
<clears throat> I don't imagine he's just like super cool and chill like immediately when he gets out, like out, out from in front of the TV. Um, but I also don't think like it was malicious. It sounded like anytime there was like a quote or something corroborated, it seemed just like him trying to get his house in order when everything was about to explode. Um, there's like certain like politics that happens, I think with the reporting and people that are speaking on the record or, you know, out there or have ties to wink. Um, so I certainly don't think it's as bad as it's made out to be in a lot of places. I'm not concerned. I, I'm just worried that, uh, you know, more uh, like general fan base is going to like not really read as much as we are. And they're just going to think, Oh, no one likes this coach. Like let's get him out and then start about a bunch of like negative, you know, perceptions of him that, that persist and like derail whatever happens next year when Daniel Jones ruins everything. Well, the worst part is, is anything like this that gets too big, then all of a sudden starts getting listened to by, uh, you know, Mara and, and Tish up top. And they're, they, I feel like there's any reason to, to can him and, you know, bring in Dave Gettleman's nephew to be the new whatever, you know, like, I don't know. Kevin Abrams, new GM. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that tweet, please discuss that because that was, uh, that was pretty I mean, quality. That was just some some other giant fan that I don't even know. I mean, do, I think you guys recognize the handle probably. Who was this? Uh, it was incredible. I mean, it's it's basically everything that could go wrong and is so typical of this team. We might as well talk about it right now because this is I I don't know, just reading through it, it's like it's damning. Yeah. How, Twitter how... handles at Jones to China. And basically he just listed <laughs> off of like um everything that we you know, like in the back of our head is like worst case scenario. So it's, you know, Mara thinking because we finished strong that uh, Daniel Jones isn't the problem. Uh, like it's the other stuff that was around him at the time as a problem. Uh, so they keep Jones, they force Shane and Dable out uh, to run it back. They get Leslie Frazier, the safe pick. They extend Saquon. They draft best player available in the draft. Then the team inevitably sucks. They fire Dable and, and Shane because of it. Uh, then they go and draft in like the worst draft class, or not the worst, but like one that's considerably worse than this one um, next year, and get another crappy quarterback that we have to live with for another six years. And that's probably what's going to happen. I it's it's the way it's that fair. things have been going. It feels like it's possible. Um, I think what I keep holding on to is that. Shane especially was hired seemingly to actually change the course of, of the, uh, the team building aspect of the team, which I mean, was totally screwed up uh, by that last guy. And I don't know, it, it, maybe it was just uh, uh, positive thinking, but it, it, it seemed like Mara was stepping back a little bit, whether that's actually the case, who the hell are we supposed to, to think is true or not? But, I don't know. That's the only hope that we have left is that Shane actually has some control over what's going on right now. And I feel like the draft is going to signal whether that's that hope is realized or it is not. I mean, you know, if we look back at, at the Daniel Jones contract, that'll kind of be the make or break, I think, for him, um, whether or not they can get out of this deal and move on and find a quarterback and, and win games. Um 
with the cap hit that they're going to have to take losing Jones. I think that's going to be what two or three years from now you'll, you'll be like either Joe Shane, you know, we're in the playoffs. We have a good team. We have a good quarterback. Joe Shane's the best or we're, yeah. you know, back in perpetual, you know, yeah. rebuilding because we don't have a, a signal caller. You're right. Joe Shane will become immediate legend if the, he succeeds and, and we'll know that in two years or he'll be, just in another another organization somewhere else into your like for sure mm-hmm. either forever untouchable legend or gone there's like no in between with where they are now with that's like exactly what's gonna happen <laughs> it's it's either one of the yeah there's not mediocrity there's not like being the Steelers for a while and like kind of being good but not being good no i just it's, like it's crazy to me because he's too what this is going to be third season right yeah it, and and i feel like the situation they're in um is not necessarily like like definitively better than it was when he inherited it, but I don't think somehow that's much of his fault. It's yeah. it was like just like the bind that he got into with with like them putting together a decent enough team and definitely decent enough scheme to make Daniel Jones halfway decent, forced them to sign him, and then extended his you know postponed his ability to make the roster what it should be because of the limited space they had, and then having to pay you know, Daniel Jones and, and it was just like those so close to like, really like a clean break there. And now it's uh never. And now they had to win those two games against the Patriots and, 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 and the Redskins, man, this would be so much easier not having the sixth pick. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, do you, it's crazy. I've, I've heard reports the giants are might be trading up. Do you guys think there's any truth to that? I'm trying not to, 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 to think about it too much. If I start hoping for that. Oh. Well, I mean, it's not even that far-fetched because of what we're talking about right now. Shane is on, he's in a situation where he sort of has to do something crazy. Yeah. It's like big risk town USA right now, because it's like, if he gets his guy and it's going to be a quarterback, do you trade up for it? It's not going to be any other position. You can basically say that. It's not going to be any other position but QB. He gets his guy. I don't think it even matters how the rest of the draft goes. Yeah. I mean, it does, obviously. But, like, to him, it won't. And, you know, it's up to Dable to do the developing like he did with with Josh Allen and, um, you know, hope for the best in the next couple of seasons. But uh, I don't know. There, I feel like there's something uh, uh, that Shane's feeling like he needs to do something big. I mean, he, he's yeah. his drafts have been pretty good when we were watching them. Uh, we thought, you know, they were pretty damn good, whether they've come to the fruition or not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kayvon's good. Uh, Evan Neal sucks. But, you know, I think that's developing more than anything else. Uh, I don't know if that's his fault as a drafter. Um, yeah. You know. But. Here's, here's my question. Um, you know, the draft is – going to be impossible to opine on until things get closer. But uh, do you think having our quarterback room, what it is now, we're most, you know, everyone's assuming we're getting rid of moving on from Tyrod, but could you bring in another like unrestricted free agent quarterback um, that is like of Tyrod or better quality without <coughs> drafting a quarterback? And would that be seen as a starter? At this point, or as a QB two behind Daniel Jones, because there are a couple guys that will be available or be unrestricted, like who? Um, 
Like the Giants signed Jacoby Brissett or something. Yes, Jacoby Brissett or, I don't know, Gardner Minshew or Baker Mayfield or, I mean, Baker's probably going to get paid. Yeah. But, you know, there's some other guys like Drew Locke. I don't know. I'd be more interested in like Gardner Minshew or. You have to. You have to because Jones won't be ready to start the season. So yes. unless you know you're going to throw the keys to Tommy DeVito for potentially half the year, which I mean, in my mind, seems just like giving up before you even start. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. going to have to bring somebody in or draft somebody. I, I, I can't see a situation where they, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kirk Cousins is good. I he is Kirk good, Cousins. but he's, he's 35. You want to you want to lead a prayer circle, Dan? You want to talk about leading the prayer circle? <laughs> that guy was He's the king. ultimate. He's the ultimate yeah. prayer circle. You know how I, many I, anti-gay charities he donates to? Dwarfs Colt McCoy's <laughs> offerings. Does, does he actually? Oh yeah. <laughs> You've looked this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read all about it. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, you watch that. You watch that quarterback on Netflix. You're like, oh man, Kirk Cousins is so likable. Like, yeah. He's a Let me find man. out how I can hate he's him. Great. Then you know, you read an article about how you know he he hates uh, homosexuals, and you know, you just move on. <laughs> and you know you uh oh, God. you don't have to feel bad about yourself anymore yeah I'm a, I'm, a great guy I, li- I like tommy devito you know he seems like a nice guy i'm sure he doesn't mind uh what you do in the privacy of your own home uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe he does <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that proves okay so tommy devito sucks at quarterback and he doesn't like gays <laughs> no he does he does no he definitely does come on <laughs> More sponsors um, need to be sponsoring the show, I think. I I I want Gardner Minshew on this team so damn badly. Yep. I just I love that. Should guy. have been last year. Oh my god. I don't know. He's just he talk about likable quarterbacks. That's just like fun in a box right there. Well, he sort of looks like you when you had your mustache, too. So And when was the last time a real fun quarterback was on the Giants? I've been saying, yeah. dude, I've been saying <laughs> yes. Yes. Never. 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 Jeff Hostetler, uh, is he fun? I, you know, he might have been fun. You know what's weird is that Eli Manning is very fun, but he, he wasn't when he was playing. No, he wasn't. Not for anyone watching. Anyway, yeah. he's like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like country club fun. He's not like yeah. real life fun. I, I, like, I bet. Oh, I <laughs> I changed your phone to Chinese. <laughs> yeah, great. I, I bet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I bet uh, Y A Tittle was a barrel of laughs. Mm-hmm. What are those guys used to do? Like, did they just like? After the game, just like rip a pack of cigs and twelve beers. Well, they probably go to their picture. other job. Yeah, there, there's the all well, that too. But there's that <laughs> picture of uh, Len Dawson, the quarterback of the Chiefs in the '60s, halftime ripping cigs. Mm-hmm. Halftime, he's in it's his uniform. Of, he's about to go time back to out. be alive. Oh, oh. Apropos of almost nothing, but I was listening to sports radio, and, and Boomer this morning says he thinks, uh, what was his name? Um, oh my. Uh, Bill Walton was it Bill Walton was he talking about? Basketball. Um, yeah, who was the guy that scored like a hundred points? That oh, Bill uh, Will Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. Um, he's saying he thinks that if Will Chamberlain played in the NBA now, he'd still average forty points and thirty rebounds a game. No, no. He's like, there's some guys that played back then that could play just as well in this NBA. It's like he wouldn't average forty points and thirty rebounds. This was Boomer Esiason. <laughs> yeah. God, he's. I'm so happy I don't listen to him anymore. That is just like okay, boomer. That's when my uh, my uncle tried to tell me Pistol Pete Maravich would be better than Steph Curry. I was like, nope, no, nope. 
Get not a not a damn chance. What universe? <laughs> He's a good shooter. He's a good shooter. Ever see him shoot? It's like yeah. I also saw him dribble like with his head down on the ground. Like <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry's the best shooter of all time. Like yeah. hands down. Like Period. you can't even. Yeah. I, I, I don't even give a crap about basketball, and I know that. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Um. Anyway. What else do you guys want to talk about? You know, Cowboys and Eagles are out of the playoffs. That's pretty fun. Oh, that was bringing back know, Mike McCarthy. That's pretty fun. Yeah, that like the, every every single thing that happened NFC East wise in the playoffs was basically a Giants win. So that was cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Did two I, other conferences have this much like soap opery like sadness and malfunction in their conference, no, or is, nope. it, is this like only NFC's thing? I think it's only our our division. I think that's it. Yeah. Probably, I don't know. Right. We were the AFC West, the Ra- the Raiders and yeah. Chargers, and I guess. And, but well, uh, yeah, it, this is it goes back so long. You have Jerry Jones, you have Nick Sirianni, who everyone hates, and Daniel Jones, who everyone hates. <laughs> it's it, nobody it, really fucked about the football team, you know. I, I well, everyone hates Snyder, and well, yeah, everyone hates. They, I mean, we, we, we talked about this. They're they're going to be the next team to, to actually be good in this division because they seemingly are doing yes. things that are uh, modern and forward thinking and yeah. they're getting ready to kick all of our asses. So that's, uh, that'll be good. Um, I, I did. Uh, it was the most bizarre thing. I think I told you guys this, there was a, it was after the first game of the season, the 40 to nothing debacle mm-hmm. against the Cowboys where, and this has been happening a bunch the last couple of years. And nobody hates the Cowboys more than my dad. Nobody, not one person. But he has this tendency to to tell me, I'm sorry to say, I think the Cowboys are going to be good this year. I'm like, where, where is this coming from? What are you talking about? They're going to do exactly what they do every single year. They're going to be the kings of the regular season, and they're going to choke and die in the playoffs. It happens like clockwork, and it happened again this Your year. Your dad is a Cowboys, it, this is our year guy? Yeah. I about them boys? Yeah, and I, that's exactly what I texted him after after they lost. Yeah. And then he answered, fuck Jerry Jones. That was that was his <laughs> answer to me. It's like, okay, so you're, you're deflecting right now because you, I mean, still, you still think they're good. <laughs> just thank God that they they malfunction in the playoffs. You just kind of hope they they malfunction like one more time in order that the team falls apart. Because if they ever win, it's going to be very insuff. It's going to be it's going to be really hard to deal with that fan base. There's so many cowboy fans, and they all suck. How is it still so bad? It's been almost thirty years since they've won a Super Bowl, and they're still one of the most insufferable fan bases on the planet. Do you guys want to hear? Uh... You guys want to hear a good good joke about the Eagles fans? Yeah. yeah. Um, what's the difference between a porcupine and Lincoln Financial Field? Uh, hmm, hmm. A porcupine has all the pricks on the outside. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You, you can use that, that joke a lot of a lot of ways, huh? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, uh, solid. I like it. Yeah, me too. That's great. Um, what else happens? Want to talk about? Anymore, well, any do you have a team a team you're rooting for the rest of the way here? Uh, probably Lions. Lions, baby. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. I was going to root for the Bills, and then, you know, they did what the Bills do. Um, they yeah. lost to Patrick yeah. Mahomes in the playoffs. Everyone's I, rooting for the Lions. I, 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 I would also root for, I guess, the Ravens. Yeah. Lamar to win. Yeah. I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for Lamar. More, more but, for Lamar than the team. 
Yeah, because they've they've won. Um, yeah. I just wanted to uh, root for whoever Ray Rice used to play for. He's an idol of mine. <laughs> um, oh, come on. I think that's it, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't. That's just a joke. I, I'm wiped out know. on uh, on football, man. There's a uh, the storylines are dwindling. It's become time to really just 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 jam jam it on your your mock draft boards. Really crank it in there. Well. Um, the I'm running one right so now. So high for the draft. It's so high. I'm sneaky smart about the draft. You know. Mm. Yeah. Um. But before we we go full draft mode, um, I do want to ask about your guys' we'll thoughts on on this. Uh, you know, the continued narrative that there's this script going on, and everybody knows who the Super Bowl teams are going to be already, and all this well, crap. KC versus the Lions. Well, no, I think it's Ravens 49ers has been the the running. Um, How is the script not Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes winning a Super Bowl and then him asking, like, Taylor Swift to marry him, marry her at the end of the show? And then Jason Kelsey comes out and, like, officiates it. This is, this is the trillion-dollar play. Yeah. And then, well, actually, I've heard that um, – AC versus 49ers. Travis Kelsey uh, – if, if indeed they go to the Super Bowl and win it, he may possibly retire uh, himself. And uh, him and his brother would do the podcast the whole time. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's some, you know. I will never on. listen to that podcast. Um, no. no I've seen clips. It, it, it seems like it can be funny sometimes, but only because of Jason. Travis is such a moron that it's like. Who wants to I hear think- a bunch of morons just jabber about stuff for an hour at a time i don't know i couldn't imagine who the heck yeah. wants to do that <laughs> waste of time if you ask me mm. waste of time eastern Damn stupid it. time yeah. all right with that we're gonna be out thanks for listening tonight guys please remember to check out butcherbox.com you can follow big blue united on facebook twitter instagram follow us on twitter be pod boys with a z and we'll be back in a couple weeks for some draft talk and some off-season hot off-season action peace